Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Yo, what up? Welcome in. It is The Edge, but minus one. Matt Humans is on vacation for this week. He's going to be back on Friday, so flying solo for today and tomorrow. Wes Reynolds, the rumor is, is going to be joining us sometime later in this week as well as we fly through what is going to be a fun week as we get closer and closer to week 17 of the National Football League already here. What once was the final week of the regular season is upon us, but it's not. It's actually been ultimate week, second to last. I have used that big word yet again. Uh, we got one more week after this in the regular season and a lot to be decided, but we're also not done with week 16, and that's where I wanted to begin the show today is we get a pretty good Monday night football matchup. Good from the standpoint of, I think, interesting. Not maybe good in terms of the quality of football that we're going to be seeing out there on the field tonight, but let's start here. As the Miami Dolphins right now on the screen, Floating around a a three-point favorite against the New Orleans Saints with uh, some altered juice, depending on where you look. Here at the South Point Hotel and Casino, of course, we know that they do not alter the juice. So what we're looking at, and as we know, the adjustment of why the market has reached to this point, right? But three minus 120 pretty much everywhere you look. Westgate's actually in the win um, at three and a half. So I would expect that by the time we get to kickoff, spots like the South Point would alter the juice will probably get to three and a half. And we see this a lot, right? Saints, COVID issues. Uh, what did Josh say? Hey, I'm betting across America. Over 20 guys in the COVID list. Ian Book's first start, the fourth-round pick for the New Orleans Saints in his career. One that we don't know is going to be great, right? Because Ian Book, if you – it's funny, humans and I were laughing about this on opening lines. If you read the scouting report uh, for Ian Book by some of these draft experts, it's like, man, winner. This guy's great. Playing for story programs like Notre Dame. Arm strength, not so much. Accuracy, not so much. Footwork, not so much. So all the important physical things that you need to play quarterback in the National Football League really haven't been there for Ian Book. But I wanted to bring this back to something 
because it's it's a, a phrase that we have used a couple of times now, and I kind of want to put some tangible evidence behind it as opposed to just recklessly throwing out there, buying on bad news, right? And I, I've thrown out a couple of examples, but wanted to bring these uh, to your face for you to look at to see what I'm talking about here and have a conversation about this because if you're late to the party right now, for the Miami Dolphins, who are now three, three-and-a-half-point favorites on the road against the New Orleans Saints, the ship has sailed, and more often than not, the value is on the other side of things. So let's, like, let's take a look at some uh, good examples of this at this point right now. Again, buying on bad news. We've got five examples from the regular season up to this point where the market had some wild overcorrections on bad news, and ultimately the closing number didn't cover. So let's start with Seahawks and Steelers. If you guys remember this week, six. Seahawks, of course, lose Russell Wilson to a finger injury. The look ahead and open was Seattle minus 2.5. Ultimately closes Pittsburgh minus 5.5. The Steelers need overtime to beat the Seattle Seahawks in that game. They ended up winning that game 23-20. to What about week seven? That Thursday night football contest, right? Broncos at Browns. Cleveland was a six-point favorite at the open, but, right, we had a rash of injuries for the Cleveland Browns, including Baker Mayfield, who couldn't play. Case Keenum takes a spot in that game. Market overreacts, closes that line as low as Cleveland minus one and a half in multiple spots. What ends up happening? Cleveland ends up winning that game 17 to 14. So again, the team with the bad news ultimately covering a number that was uh, watered down in this case because they were the favorite by the market that was overreacting to the news. And by the way, that Cleveland game too is a pretty interesting example of also paying attention to the injury report because multiple guys who were injured actually ended up playing in that game outside of Baker Mayfield uh, starting a quarterback. You go from there to Packers at Cardinals. This is one of the best examples, right? Arizona, a three-and-a-half-point favorite that Thursday night game, eventually closes six-and-a-half after news of Alan Lazard, Devontae Adams not being able to suit up for the Green Bay Packers. Packers end up winning the game outright as a six-and-a-half-point underdog, 24-21 to against Arizona. The Raiders at the Browns, one of the most recent examples that we just saw right a week ago. Cleveland, three-point favorite. All of the COVID issues that the Cleveland Browns had. Raiders go off as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Need a field goal at the end to win by two points, 16-14. to 14. And just on Saturday alone, Arizona, one-point favorite. All of a sudden, Arizona goes up to three because all the COVID issues for the uh, Indianapolis Colts, including a very late scratch from Darius Leonard, who tested positive for COVID. Colts win the game outright 22-16. to 16. So you'll note here on all five of these examples, the teams with the, I guess you call it bad news, it's kind of subjective, but the team that was dealing with, whether it's injuries, absences, whatever it is, the market overreacts somewhat too strongly and you get some value back in on that team that is pretty poor, and you get them to cover these numbers, right? And, and there's a certain realm where you're talking about, for example, like look at those first two games, the Steelers. The Steelers should have been favored in that game, but should it have been as high as 5.5? Probably not, right? The Broncos or the Browns. Should there have been an adjustment on that number? Yes, but should it have gone all the way down to minus 1 as it reached in some spots and closing 1.5? No. And you're saying you can make that example over and over again. Should the Raiders have been favored in that matchup against the Browns? Probably should have gotten as high as three, right? The number that I played at and which we talked about on that day. No, probably not. And with the Colts and the Cardinals, it's not a massive move there. But again, when you're just looking at the, the swing, right? Going from one to a key number of three and the Colts winning that game outright. It's just an example of when you're looking at these situations with teams that are in the situation that the New Orleans Saints are in right now, we have multiple COVID absences. These absences are factored into these initial adjustments. But then what happens is you get betters who are late to the party coming into these games and driving it up even higher to the point where there might be some value on a team that is dealing with all of these COVID absences at this point right now. So with that, let's get into this actual matchup because I do think it's pretty fascinating when you look at this from the Miami Dolphins standpoint, right? Dolphins 6-0 straight up, 5-1 against the spread in their last six games, plus 68-point differential in those contests. So they've been playing extremely well. 
as I've pointed out before, though, I do think there are signs here with Miami that, you know, whether we want to use a cliche of fool's gold, smoke and mirrors, whatever it is, that this winning streak, while it is strong because the results are there, you know, this team is not as good as a 6-0 winning streak uh, would indicate. Last five games, four of which have been starts for Tua Tungavailoa, 74.5% completion is solid, great. Seven touchdowns, three interceptions, 7.6 yards per attempt for Tua, who's been playing a, a really solid brand of football. We have to realize that through those five games, Tungavailoa has seven turnover-worthy plays to those seven touchdown passes. 66.9% of his passes have either been short, zero to nine yards beyond the line of scrimmage, or behind the line of scrimmage. So again, we're talking about dink and dunk, you know, well within the line of scrimmage for Tua Tungavailoa. High percentage throws, thus the accuracy is really high in terms of completion percentage. And while it's clearly working, we're talking about an average depth of target of 6.6 yards downfield through this stretch, which is the lowest in the league since week 10, since we saw him, right, to take back over. And we're talking about that Baltimore Thursday game when he came in and saved the day. And while it's working, there's reason to believe that against a competent defense that this sort of offense might fail the Miami Dolphins. Case in point, right? Intermediate throws for Tua Tungvaluwa over this winning streak that he has been a part of that's 10 to 19 yards downfield. He's got the third lowest PFF passing grade. He's committed four turnover-worthy plays on those dropbacks, thrown two touchdowns to two interceptions, and completed just 50% of his passes for an average of 7.6 yards per attempt. That's Tua on, again, throws 10 to 19 yards downfield. So you're just talking about taking, like, not even shots downfield, just some intermediate throws downfield, testing right the second level, and Tua's production drops off dramatically. And so that's what has always given me pause here about the Miami Dolphins. It makes you, I think, in situations like this, where now they're up to a three-point favorite against the New Orleans Saints, we're dealing with all this, I think it makes you take a step back and realize that potentially, right, there are signs that this team is not as good as they really are and that you don't want to overvalue this team. And a good example, of course, was, right, last week. Miami Dolphins get up to a 10-point favorite against the New York Jets, and they need a late score to eventually win that game in the second half. Tua was fine, but there was a pick six that allows the Jets, of course, to stay within that game. And that's just the worry I think you have when you're talking about teams like the Miami Dolphins who are on these winning streaks. And now, dealing with bad news on the other side, the market tends to overvalue these hot teams, and you're getting to a point where it's worth it to sell high on. And by the way, New Orleans... It seems like there might be a competent defense. Right now, they're fourth in DVOA, sixth against the pass, but they do have some weaknesses that could potentially play into Miami's hands. 24th in yards of the catch allowed for the New Orleans Saints, 31st in average defensive depth of target at 8.8 yards downfield, 18th in yards allowed, uh, air yards allowed. But when you look at those numbers again, you kind of realize that, well, we're talking about an average depth of target of nearly nine yards downfield. You're talking about air yards. Those don't really play into the profile of what Tua Tungabailoa and this offense have done. So, the, 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 at the end of the day, right, you understand, kind of like we talked about with a couple of those teams that we mentioned in terms of the buying on bad news sort of deal. You understand the adjustment. Not saying that there shouldn't be an adjustment, but at some point the adjustment becomes too much and there is no value for you as a better. So today, I would highly recommend if you don't have, right, a ticket on the Miami Dolphins in this sort of a situation, it is sit back and wait for an in-game scenario for you because there is, I, I believe at least, uh, no value in a number like this. Now you could come back and say, well, my numbers say this should be five. I'm like, okay, well, if that's your profile, right, in the way that you handicap this game, what your numbers say, then sure, by your account, there's value. But to me, when you look at this overall and the consistent examples we have seen, it's just hard, I think, to get in late to the party. And I think it's also fair to point out, because you should cover both sides of this, right? The rebuttal would also be, well, you mentioned that Browns and Raiders game. 
What about the football team and the Philadelphia game, right? Where Philadelphia gets up to a nine and a half point favorite, ends up covering that number. Right. They did, right? They ended up winning by 10. They were a nine and a half point favorite, right? Uh, the, um, we, we've seen examples of this consistently. Uh, the Rams and the Seahawks game, for example, Rams seven, they ended up winning and covering that game. That was a 10 point spread. I, I just think at the end of the day, right, the cons were going to outweigh the pros here in getting to a number late in situations like this where all of these absences are already baked into a number. Like I say, right, if, if, they, if we know it, they know it, being the odds makers and the number, and it's most always factored in to a situation like this. All right, so we have plenty left to get to uh, in the NFL, right, because there's a lot of games uh, that I want to get to in terms of looking ahead to Week 17. Uh, for example, right, Kansas City at Cincinnati, uh, one of the games at the top of the list, and we're going to talk more about it in the best bets as well. Uh, but pretty fascinating to see the Chiefs look ahead four with a total of 47.5, reopens yesterday four with a total of 48. And on the screen right now, Kansas City, multiple spots, a five-point favorite with a total of 49 over the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, who are now pushing for that AFC North title. And Joe Burrow has been playing incredible football. We'll get to some of those numbers. But I do wonder if Kansas City, who is now 8-0 straight up, 6-2 and against the spread last eight games, had covered their last six as they head into Week 17, you know, we've reached a point now here with the Chiefs as well, where maybe the market has gotten a little too gung-ho on the fact that, hey, man, the Chiefs are back. Everything's got to be fine. Kansas City can start covering these numbers. Bengals right now statistically, at least by one measure, the best quarterback in the National Football League, and that's Joe Burrow. Hey, if you missed out on any part of the show or anything the VEASAN scheduled today, don't forget to check out our free sports betting podcast. Catch replays of all of our shows or download and listen on your schedule. Go to VEASAN.com slash podcast to get beating the book, market insights. Plus, we've got plenty more like the Lombardi line, follow the money, coast to coast hoops, and more. All free and available now on VEASAN.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, on the other side, we're going to be joined by Aaron Renning. Uh, we're going to get into this NBA slate. It's a deep one. And just pick ER's brain on how he's been dealing with these COVID absences because uh, a lot of these teams, it's a laundry list of guys who are dealing with the virus. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. 
Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. All right, welcome back to The Edge. Hey, a reminder, big game special, 50% off the all-access subscription here at VSIN. You get access to in-depth matchup analysis and trends, pick for every game in sport, exclusive betting splits, best bet emails, weekly betting guides, 24-7 video stream, of course, and our college betting guide, which uh, might still have a little bit of value. You can bleed out of that turnip, all of this and more. Only $39 over at vcin.com slash subscribe. Matt Eumann's on vacation for a majority of the week. I think he'll be back on Friday. Uh, so until then, I'm holding down the ship to today and tomorrow. Flying solo, but then Wednesday, I think Wes Reynolds will be in, and we'll have some fun for the next couple of days uh, as the Colts have a big game this weekend against the Las Vegas Raiders. They can clinch a playoff spot with a victory. All right, with that, let's welcome in uh, Aaron Renning, professional handicapper at ER Sports 1 up on Twitter. Talk a little association, relatively big card today. Uh, but ER, before we get to specific games, I am curious, uh, as a totals better, uh, players somewhat important to the total. Uh, players also have their worth in terms of what they mean to a total. How have you been handling this mishmash uh, of G League players, replacement guys, uh, <laughs> lists of guys that are like seven, eight guys deep on these injury reports being out because of COVID? How, how is this uh, throwing a wrench into your plans? Is it better? Uh, JVT, glad to be with you. And yes, uh, I missed uh, in the NBA, in your NBA preview, your betting preview, I missed the chapter on navigating the health and safety <laughs> protocols that was going to be hitting us uh, around Christmas time. But uh, I tell you what, I, I was uh, very flustered when all this hit, uh, you know, maybe about 10 days ago. And uh, I kind of thought, you know, I was kind of had a rough weekend uh, again, about 10 days ago, and I'm like, man, I'm about ready to take off until the new year. Yeah. Or if, um, you know, if, if the NBA were to shut down like hockey for a week or 10 days, it wouldn't really bother me at all. And then I said, you know what? I, I should be able to handle this. This should be actually a strength. And I've always said that, JVT. I said, you know, change is good for the betters because, you know, if everything was just the same every single day, everything would be modeled out and there would be a lot more difficult to find an edge. So just kind of dug in and continue to do my work and actually had about a monster last week. Uh, it's been really good. So 
you know, again, you're just kind of getting in and, and watching these games and trying to figure out, um, you know, the best you can, what these players are worth and what the game plan might be. Uh, and you're going to have some crazy results that you just can't explain. Yeah. Uh, maybe like, uh, you know, uh, Atlanta absolutely decimated and beating Philadelphia last week, or uh, on the flip side of that, you, you get um, a game like Toronto and Cleveland where Cleveland scores 144 points. Uh, Toronto plays super fast. So, uh, again, you just try to use educated guesses and do the best you can. But, you know, I, I just encourage people to dig in and try to do the best they can because uh, there's definitely edges to be found out there. Are you still playing games like early uh, overnights, things like that? Are you waiting until you get closer to tip off more in game? Has that changed at all? Because I have found myself a little more hesitant as a preflop better, especially with sides, uh, betting some of these overnights that seem a little off just because, you know, like the other day, ER, and they actually pushed the number. But, you know, I, I saw value in a plus two of uh, 12 with the Minnesota Timberwolves, 12 and a half. And uh, then an hour before tip off was two hours. <laughs> Carl Anthony Towns can't play. And so you kind of get burned there. But like I said, they pushed that number. Number, but regardless, yeah, have you found yourself altering in anything like that, like when you're actually betting these games? Yeah, that's probably the most agonizing deal. Part of it is, um, you know, when you make a bet plus 12 and it goes to 15 yep. or a totals bet the same way, and there's really nothing you can do about it. Again, you try to put your best foot forward. If a team is struggling uh, with COVID issues, you, you know, you might want to wait and bet that game as late as possible because there's probably a decent chance, just like the NFL, there's a decent chance that, you know, a player could get scratched on that team. Uh, or, you know, on the flip side, if, if a team has been relatively unscathed by this, maybe you want to bet them early because, um, you know, generally a guy's not going to sit out that. So again, you just put your best foot forward and try to use educated guesses and, yeah. Uh, you try to be on the right side. You know, that's going to happen uh, to you. But, you know, with that said, um, it, it should be kind of a 50-50 deal. You know, I, I bet uh, Minnesota Celtics uh, under the total this morning. You know, I get kind of a bump with Tatum that gets announced out. So it goes both ways. Yep. So And that's where we're going to begin. So uh, Celtics-Timberwolves right now on the screen as you're looking at uh, open date and a half with a total of 218 and a half. You mentioned Tatum, uh, the latest addition for the Boston Celtics to the COVID protocol. So now down to five and a half with a total of 214. You said you bet that under? Uh, yes, I did. Um, and a lot of it had more to do with the, the Minnesota side yeah. uh, of the equation in this game. and. Uh, again, I, I know you and I are, are both uh, kind of big fans of this Minnesota Timberwolves team this year, 15 and 17 straight up. And, you know, a team that really can't afford uh, a hit here from a personnel perspective to try to make this playoff race. But again, every team is somewhat going uh, forward into this. But boy, this team is absolutely decimated, probably more so uh, on the offensive side of things here tonight uh, with Russell now announced out in the protocols. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, I believe, out. Anthony Edwards. So that's your, your three main guys uh, from an offensive spe uh, perspective here for the T-Wolves. They perhaps get Beverly back uh, tonight. Uh, but the Celtics have also been hit here. Uh, the good news for them is they get Al Horford back. Uh, to me, he means probably more defensively uh, than offensively for this team. But, boy, what a blow. Uh, because they, they really had missed it with Brown and, and Tatum here from an offense perspective, but uh, Tatum's going to be out 
uh, for this game. And he just does so much uh, for this team from an offensive perspective. So it really hurts. But yeah, both teams really decimated for this game. You, you, you hate to see it, but uh, a ton of guys out. Uh, it did put me here uh, under the total here with Minnesota's uh, Boston tonight. Let's go to Utah, San Antonio. So the, the Spurs are actually one of those teams, too. We are. I've got a, a win total bet on it. Uh, one that I thought, when you looked at it before the season started, the market was kind of underrating them in terms of where they had put them from a win total perspective. You know, somewhere in that range with, like, the OKCs and the Detroits of the world. And it's finally starting to take shape here. They're 8-5 and five straight up, down to 4 against the spread in the month of December. Uh, they opened up a 7-point underdog, 7.5, with a total of 228.5. What you play here, sire total? Uh, it, it really is. I mean, this uh, Spurs team has really played well, and I've been trying to bet on them. Uh, haven't been betting on them enough. Yep. Uh, really, you know, this is a deep team, and you saw this yesterday. Obviously, they scored 144 on Detroit, but, you know, typical pop fashion. Uh, didn't play any of his guys very long, especially his starters, uh, even under 20 minutes uh, in a lot of cases. Um, you know, kind of an eye for an eye for this game. Murray out for San Antonio, but Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell going to be out uh, for Utah. would think Mitchell would mean a little bit more uh, for Utah uh, in this spot. I, I'm going to, yeah, ride with it and uh, come in here with a bet um, on the Spurs. Right now the Spurs uh, won three straight, covered three straight. We saw them uh, win that doubleheader uh, in L.A., beating the Clippers. Uh, and the Lakers, certainly not that big of a deal beating the Lakers, but uh, somewhat impressed, you know, off that road trip uh, against um, uh, Utah, Sacramento, uh, the Clippers, Lakers come home and just demolished, uh, you know, a decimated Detroit team uh, yesterday. I actually, uh, these two teams met on December the 17th uh, at Utah. Utah, uh, about an 11 and a half uh, point favorite. Uh, in that game, I have to say I was uh, proactive. I had uh, Spurs money line in that game uh, as the Spurs hold on late with 128, uh, 126. So I'm sticking with the program here, coming in with the bet uh, on the Spurs plus the seven. Yep. All right, we move on. Two more games to get to with ER here in the last two minutes. Grizzlies and Suns. DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks aren't going to be out there on the floor. Two of the better defenders for the Memphis Grizzlies. And so I think that's why we've probably seen this total up now to 221 and Suns up to eight and a half. But what do you say and what did you see here? Uh, yeah, I mean, this is really a great game. I mean, yep. you know, Memphis has really come on. And, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I, I've really timed this Memphis team right. I mean, let, you know, um, when before John Morant got hurt, the worst defensive team in the NBA, and you were on top of that. Uh, I know you capitalized on that. I I hit it right. I started betting on them and under the total as soon as uh, Morant went out. Um, and, and they really, you know, Morant comes back to this team, and offensively they haven't really picked it up until yesterday uh, against Sacramento where they scored 127 points. The pace hasn't been uh, all that special. So they've been kind of um, the same Grizzlies team um, that they've been without Morant since he's uh, come back into the fold. But as you mentioned, two of their better defenders out here. Uh, Crowder also out uh, for the Phoenix Suns, uh, one of the better defenders uh, for that team. Actually, somewhat uh, at times kind of the glue defensively uh, for what this team does. Uh, you know, I, I thought they are off a, a very tough loss. I would expect a pretty focused effort, especially from Booker. I think just five field goals on Christmas Day, uh, one of his worst games ever. But, you know, from a side perspective, uh, Phoenix took care of, of Memphis uh, back in November. So I uh, didn't see any motivation there. 
I did come in with this game uh, over the total here tonight, uh, Suns and Grizzlies. All right, ER, hey, we're up against. you want to give us a 10-second version of Clippers-Nets? Uh, I don't know if I can with all the, all yeah. the guys out. I did bet uh, the Nets here. Five, all right, I like it. ER, Aaron Renning, I'm on that side too as well today. All right, ER, thanks for joining us. When we come back, Johnny Velo is going to be with us from DraftKings. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, this segment brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like Spearmint, Wintergreen, Citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. So head on over to Zyn.com slash find, locate a store near you. That's ZYN.com slash find. Warning, product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Everything Johnny Avella, we'll see if he could uh, find some time to join us. As we get into the bookmaker's perspective on the week that was and as we're looking forward to, it's kind of a weird week in the National Football League, too, in the sense that, right, favorites, by my count, I had them going 9-3 and three on Sunday straight up. I'll tell you this in two seconds, actually. 9-3 and three straight up and 7-5 uh, and five against the spread. But when you get a big upset like the Houston Texans over the Los Angeles Chargers, tends to skew things a little bit in terms of results uh, could be for odds makers and books around the country and, of course, around here in Nevada. So I think it varies shop to shop how the weekend went. But I would assume the Chargers getting uh, beaten outright by the Houston Texans probably helps the results in the bottom line for odds makers. You see there, 41-29 to 29 Chargers uh, went off apparently as a 13-point favorite here at the South Point. Total of 45. I will let you guess if that went over the total or not. Uh, but really quickly, we do have news breaking in the National Football League all over the place. And, of course, uh, it is COVID-related. Uh, wanted to get to one in particular, mainly because it ties into our Monday night game tonight. Uh, and also, it ties into a play that I had circled potentially for next week. But I was also hoping for a certain result uh, for this Monday night matchup. The Tennessee Titans. Uh, COVID outbreak for the Tennessee Titans. A little bit unfortunate here as it does involve some key names, including Julio Jones and Bud Dupree. That is the latest uh, coming down about two or three minutes ago. So as you look at it now, as we look to next week, because the Tennessee Titans were set to take on the Miami Dolphins next week. And I was kind of hoping for the Dolphins to lose this game outright or fail to cover, whatever it is, um, so I could potentially play against them with the Tennessee Titans because I felt like it was a pretty good matchup. Uh, ultimately, though, we will see if I'm going to get a Tennessee Titans team that is at full strength. And I, I think you could make the argument, as we're looking right now on the screen, and three and a halfs are starting to disappear, and threes are starting to pop up, um, that Julio Jones really isn't that big of a loss for the Tennessee Titans, just given the way that he has played as of late. And, by the way, given what we have seen uh, from the other role players for the Tennessee Titans, case really, A.J. Brown. And this is one of the things that I talked about with uh, Eubens on the show yesterday on opening lines. You know, A.J. Brown, he doesn't play uh, over a month, right? We last saw him on November 21st. That was against the Houston Texans, a game that they lost outright. But he comes back uh, against the San Francisco 49ers, 16 targets, 11 receptions, 145 yards and a touchdown. Helps the Titans get a win 20-17 to Thursday night over San Francisco. So as long as Tannehill had Brown in the lineup, and maybe he still is. And again, what worries you about this is once you see a positive test or two for a certain team, it tends uh, to follow uh, the loser guys that are going to be uh, sitting in on this list. So we'll see what's going to happen with the Tennessee Titans. But regardless, I had the Titans circled as a potential play on team this coming week, but not the case 
uh, right now, just given the fact that it looks like we're on the verge of a COVID outbreak uh, for that squad. Other news in the National Football League as we get to here. Um, let's see. I just want to make sure a couple of other names have been popping up here in the COVID list. I want to make sure we're not missing anything of note as we move on to this next one. Ravens lose outside linebacker Justin Houston, um, and that's about really all worth noting at this point. So as we go from there to one more guy that has been placed on the COVID list, uh, Buccaneers placing Mike Evans on the COVID uh, reserve COVID-19 list. This is about 30 minutes ago from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport. So uh, this is public knowledge. You can go and find the COVID list and see when guys are getting placed on that. Tampa Bay, 12 and a half right now in some spots, 13 and a half with a total of 45 and a half, but would assume that what we've seen from Tampa Bay and Tom without his skill guys, maybe you see a slight adjustment there as now you're getting a little thin with the loss of Godwin for the rest of the season. Evans on the COVID list, and we saw how Brady looked pretty uncomfortable in that shutout with the New Orleans Saints. With that, let's get to Johnny Avello, uh, the big cheese, the head honcho, the whole enchilada over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Johnny, thanks for the time, man. Appreciate it. So I want to get your, uh, really quick, just your assessment. How, how was Sunday for you guys? Because, you know, I mentioned, right, it was a favorites day. Favorites go 9-3 and three straight up. Uh, but you had the big upset of the Chargers, who were a massive favorite. One of, by the way, I think it was four double-digit favorites yesterday. Uh, but regardless, how'd the day go with that really big result for the Houston Texans, but ultimately a chalky day straight up? It was kind of chalky, JVT. Uh, you know, we we... The Tampa Bay is always a team that gets bet with us. So they weren't the biggest betting game of the day, but they were in the top five. The Bills was the number one game, and they actually took the Bills in that game. Uh, We opened that game two, we closed one. Um, And then the Dallas game at the end was not a good game. That was the worst game for us of the day. That actually had the biggest handle of the day and and the worst result for us for the day. So, when the day cleared out, we actually had a losing day. It wasn't a disaster like uh, yeah. some of those other three were this season, but, um, you know, it was a losing day. So, uh, you know, I'm curious, too, because we always get so wrapped up in talking about sides, Johnny. You know, I think by my count, nine of those games on Sunday went over the total, and we know how public betters like to handle those totals, too. When you see a game like that, where a day like that, where overs are starting to cash for you as well, how much does that add on, and how, like, how public are these overs? Because I would assume, as public betters love favorites, uh, overs are probably populating some parlay tickets as well. They are. Um, you know, what, what I notice is that the over, with DraftKings, when the over hits uh, with the favorite, it's, it's, not, it's never a good result, mm-hmm. but it's not as bad as when I ran the retail book uh, in Vegas. Uh, for some reason, you know, you, the, uh, the parlays of the overs and the sides kind of killed you. But I'm not noticing that with DraftKings. But we do, of course, when the overs hit, uh, you know, it's, it's, it just adds to – uh, you know, what we've already seen as probably a bad day. It's just not the impact that it used to be for me, uh, yeah, you know, at the retail store. All right, let's move on to Monday night then. So, you know, you were on with us last week. I think it was when we talked about this, you know, right, buying on bad news. And sometimes we see the pendulum swing a little too far in the other direction when you get these teams that are dealing with COVID absences. We had a really good example of that on Saturday, right? You know, the Colts pretty much have uh, their entire interior, not starting for them along the offensive line. That number goes up to three in favor of Arizona. Colts win the game outright. So today here, Johnny, not only are the Saints dealing with a, a rash of COVID absences, we're talking about some spots as high as three and a half now in favor of the Miami Dolphins who are a three-point underdog at the open here. So where do you expect this number to close? I, I kind of speculated, given where the market is now, so probably close three and a half pretty much everywhere by the time we get to kickoff. What do you say? I think so. Uh, you know, we're at three with juice on that. So I think that the three and a half is probably inevitable, whether that has a little bit of juice on it also. I, I, you have to react as the bookmaker. 
you know, what you're seeing is what the team has as the, you know, cast out there on the field. Uh, you know, if, if it doesn't have its A1 players, it's a struggle. Now, I will say that uh, when a team doesn't have its A1 players, sometimes they rebound. We, I think we've noticed that with a couple of the teams. Some, some of them didn't get there, but they sure put up a pretty good effort and could have. Uh, but, you know, I think teams play good in, this, in the first game going around. Now, you, it's a struggle, though. It really is. Everything has to kind of go perfect for the team. Not a lot of mistakes and just a, a total rally around, uh, you know, your, core, your QBs. But uh, uh, it, for us bookmakers, we just have to make those adjustments because we know that um, we, we know what this means when you don't have the full, ca- you know, the, the, the cast and the supporting cast. Yeah, so three right now, 37 and a half. Those are numbers that you're seeing on your screen here at the South Point. But as Johnny said, and I, I would agree that we're probably going to get three and a half pretty much everywhere else where the juice is by the time we get to those three and a halves. We will see. All right, John, let's look ahead to next week as we got you here. Uh, let's start with the first game on the rotation for next week. That would be a Las Vegas on the road against Indianapolis. So we saw some eight and a halves pop up yesterday after those games concluded. But we're back down to seven with a total of 46 or 45 and a half. Where do you expect this number to end up by the time we get to Sunday? And what have you personally done with the Colts who continue to deliver when games cover spreads and now in control of their own destiny can clinch a playoff spot here if they get a win over the Raiders. Uh, deliver is correct yeah. and make adjustments is correct. That team has been they're really good. We've taken some money on them. They're they're down now to uh, you know they're still in double digits, but uh, you know could have had them at thirty five to one not too long ago. Uh, teams playing well still. Uh, you know probably end up being going through the wild card. Uh, uh, you know, bracket, and that usually takes an extra win and a little more difficult road to get there. But playing as good as uh, anybody right now. Uh, six, we're currently at six and a half minus three nickels on this game. I don't know if you're going to see another. You know, I, I think some sevens might be out there now and then. Um, I'm not sure that this game's going to end up seven. You know, when I watch the Raiders play, JVT looks like their defense is pretty intact. I mean, this team is. Uh, you know, playing as good a defense, I think, as any but any other teams that in the NFL. It's just that offensively, they just make a lot of mistakes. So if they can get rid of the mistakes, I think they could play with anybody on the football field. All right, what about Kansas City and Cincinnati? Seems the market believes in the Chiefs again. They're a five-point favorite on the road with a total of 49 over a Bengals team that is a quarterback, John, that you could argue is playing the best amongst any quarterback in the NFL at this point. Would agree, but the Chiefs are the side right now for everyone. Uh, you know, there looks like they're back offensively. You can put the points on the board. Defense playing pretty good. So, uh, yeah, Chiefs are going to keep getting bet. Chiefs are still going to be a high number in, until somebody can knock them off the pulpit. It's Johnny Avello. Again, DraftKings uh, is where he resides. Johnny, it's good to talk to you. Thank you for making some time today. Thank you, JVT. Talk you soon. It. All right, at DK Sportsbook, by the way, you can find out everything uh, DraftKings has to offer on social media. All right, we'll come back. We have best bets to get to, recap the NFL weekend that was. Uh, also, of course, to add the NBA play, do have one addition there. And uh, an addition in the NFL, best bets, too, for next week. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Oh! OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know... What were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sign up for a play card, debit MasterCard to get paid faster than a paper check with direct deposit. Always be ready to roll a play card. Visit playcard.com today to apply. Subject to card activation and ID verification. Terms and costs apply. Card issued by MetaBank and a member FDIC. A really quick aside before we get to the best bets and stuff. Uh, Santos, Matt Santos, our producer, and I were talking about this off the air. Uh, I finally found a picture of it. Conor McGregor getting in the whey protein a little bit, huh? Holy crap. He's huge. He's a buck 90 now, and uh, he does not look recognizable. And I know that uh, I think it was uh, uh, Joe Rogan, medical expert who has uh, guided Aaron Rodgers through the pandemic, uh, talked about, uh, you know, maybe somebody's coming to get, pay you a visit, Connor. But, boy, does that guy look massive. Couldn't even recognize him. 
Anyway, uh, we move on from there. So uh, let's recap the weekend that was National Football League and, uh, and of course, NBA. First up, though, NFL. So this includes Thursday. So it looks much better uh, because of all the green Ws. But Thursday, so we'll go through this last week, week 16. Titans plus 3.5 get the win outright as a 3.5-point underdog. How about that? Bad number for the Colts, and they still get the win outright uh, against the Arizona Cardinals. Patriots minus 2 let me down, and then the 6-point teaser. Packers minus 1, Jacks plus 8.5. That gets there, brings the record to 31-20-1 for the National Football League season uh, thus far here on the edge. So we go to this coming week. Uh, I have added a play before next week in the National Football League, week 17. Kind of a dead number, so like there's a chance that I can sit back and wait, especially because these fives are starting to pop up pretty much everywhere. But give me the Bengals plus five against the Kansas City Chiefs. Joe Burrow right now, PFF's highest-graded quarterback from a passer rating standpoint. And if you just look at it, I think one of the things that's going to be interesting here for Kansas City is a test for a defense that I think you could argue hasn't really been tested up to this point during this swing that they have been on of improved play, right? You're talking about, just to give you an idea of what the Chiefs have been going through here, like, for example, uh, their defense. How about this? For the first seven weeks, average defensive PFF grade for the Kansas City Chiefs, 54. But over the last eight games, that average is up to 71.6. So clearly it's been a lot better but their best opponents offensively have been the Cowboys and the Chargers. And that Chargers game, by the way, went to overtime. You get a touchdown. You know, winning that game. It was a game in which you trailed and you had a little trouble with. So I think from a power rating perspective, while this team is now, again, 8-0 straight up and on a six-game cover streak, I like this Bengals team a lot. Joe Burrow is playing some tremendous football at this point. How about these numbers for Burrow over the last three weeks? 75.5% completion, 343 yards per game, 10.1 yards per attempt, seven touchdowns and only one turnover-worthy play for Burrow since losing that game to the Los Angeles Chargers. Bengals are a bet on team for me, so I'll take five. Again, five's kind of a dead number. Probably could have waited to see if it gets like, you know, five and a half, six, whatever. But I, I would think that five is kind of the peak here for the Bengals. Uh, but who knows? The market does funny things, and I could be sitting on five, and it gets up to seven. But I'll take five with the Cincinnati Bengals for this next week of the National Football League. No graphic for this next play, uh, but we'll be adding in the NBA today. And I tweeted it out right before the show started. Nets minus three and a half against the uh, Los Angeles Clippers. Nets, of course, staying in L.A. for that you know little swing uh, at his, what is now known as Crypto.com Arena. Uh, but... Look, the Nets are taking on the Clippers, and the Clippers are just ravaged, both with injury and with COVID, right? It's not just COVID absences for the Los Angeles Clippers. Brutal news over the weekend. It's a torn ligament in the elbow for Paul George. He's out for the foreseeable future. Nick Batum has an ankle sprain. He's not playing. Backup center Isaiah Hartenstein not going to be out there with an ankle sprain as well. Reggie Jackson in COVID protocols. Marcus Morris is questionable as he returns to competition. So it just it's a tough situation for the Clippers. And one of the things that I noted in the write-up on Christmas Day about the Nets Keep an eye on this Nets team because while Kyrie Irving hasn't been out there, you're giving minutes to role players who have been playing extremely well on the defensive end of the floor. This is a Nets team that is sixth right now in defensive efficiency. And a lot of the times in terms of the conversations I'll have when people ask about the Nets, it'll be like, how do you deal with a Nets team that's bad defensively? It's not the case. And I don't know if the market has really realized that. Plus, James Harden, Patty Mills together, one of the best combos that the Nets have out there without Kevin Durant on the floor. Net rating of well over 10, a positive 10 there, and a def- an offensive rating of over 120. And you kind of saw that in that win over the Los Angeles Lakers. So give me the Nets minus 3.5 against an extremely, extremely shorthanded Los Angeles Clippers team. See if we can add uh, 46-25-1 and for the season so far in the NBA. Matt Eumanns, uh, he is not here. He is on holiday. But he has, of course, a lot of stuff to get through. How about recapping? 
the National Football League for you. But it's, it's funny. Our plays always kind of mirror one another, <laughs> right? Uh, great minds. Think alike. Titans plus four against the 49ers win there. Colts plus one and a half a win there. Fails with the Patriots at minus two. Uh, the lone change for humans as opposed to me. The Raiders minus one over the Broncos. A brutal play from Derek Carr at the end of that first half, uh, which ultimately led to a score for the Denver Broncos. But Raiders ultimately close that thing out, get a win. How about that? My mom went to her first NFL game. It was the Raiders-Broncos game. She loved it. Got to go in the club area. She did not stay. She's not exactly hip. Uh, Humans is going to add Week 17 plays. Look, <laughs> look at that. Bengals plus five versus the Kansas City Chiefs. I would assume he echoes all the sentiments that I do. We'll get his thoughts on Friday when he returns. And a six-point teaser. Colts down to one and a half versus the Raiders. Packers down to one versus the Minnesota Vikings. I'm going to assume that's going to be a pretty popular teaser play this weekend. Both numbers sitting at about seven. Uh, humans actually teased down seven and a half, but you can tease seven. And in fact, one shop right now, two, correct that, down to six and a half for the Indianapolis Colts. I'm kind of surprised uh, by the market support for the Las Vegas Raiders, especially this early in the week. So we'll see where that number ultimately ends up. But those are the two plays for Matt Humans in the National Football League. Bowl plays here. A bowl season for Matt Eumanns, a win with Western Michigan versus Nevada. Uh, what a game that was. Western Michigan blowing out Nevada. Uh, the Mountain West, by the way, falls a 4-1 and one in bowl season. But the best part about the game, uh, there are a couple of things. Uh, one, how about Nevada punting when they were down 38-10 to 10 and 38-17 to 17 in the second half? Because, like, what are you doing? It's a bowl game with nothing on the line, and you're down by 28 points. <laughs> and 21, you could probably get back in that game if you potentially try. But ultimately, the six foot nine quarterback for Nevada, who looked really weird out there, cannot lead the uh, Wolfpack to victory. But also say, too, you know, what was lost in all that, the noise, it wasn't just the quarterback and the coach that were gone. Jay Norvell took like seven guys from this roster to Colorado State. So Nevada up against it ultimately does not cover that number. Oklahoma minus three and a half for humans in the ballgame later this week that are day minus two versus Oklahoma State. I think that's everything that humans said. Oh, okay, just to reiterate, we, you've seen all these, right? Michigan State minus one and a half over Pitt. Michigan plus eight over Georgia. Arizona State plus seven over Wisconsin. Air Force plus one and a half against Louisville. Can I also say, by the way, ESPN and a lot of these uh, headline writers, they're pretty good at their job. I don't know if you saw one of the stories on ESPN's headlines today, but it was Georgia navigating COVID hotspot. And I was like, ooh, okay, what is this? And I click on it. It was just like, oh, we're in Florida. There's a lot of COVID out here. I was like, come on. <laughs> that's how you get me to click on it. I thought there was like 20 guys with COVID and I was actually going to get some information here, but really it was just a bunch of guys talking about, well, we got to be really careful. We're wearing our masks. Like you got me ESPN. You definitely got me. All right. A couple of things to get to in the last couple of minutes before we get out of here. I think that's everything with best bets, right? Santos. We're good. All right. So I wanted to touch on a couple of topics uh, very quickly. First off, uh, let's go to 109-110 on the rotation right now in the National Football League because that's Arizona and Dallas because this, this is pretty fascinating, I think, right? I always laugh at the betting market because the betting market is super fickle sometimes. You know, a team that has all the respect in the world, if it lets betters down consistently, then all of a sudden you're going to see a massive swing in the other direction. We've seen this now with the Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals, who are just a three-point favorite over the Indianapolis Colts on Saturday, are now catching five and a half on the road against the Dallas Cowboys, uh, which is interesting, right? So, again, because you got to do this, right? Power ratings, they're static. So, if you're going to move one team, whatever it is, like it, it, it applies to the others. So, just on the surface, that version of the Indianapolis Colts, eight and a half point underdogs to the Dallas Cowboys. Like it's just, it seems like this is a pretty big swing here for the Arizona Cardinals. And look, this team has not been playing well. They have failed to cover their last three games. They have lost those three games. You're talking about 0-3 straight up and against the spread last three, 2-4 straight up and against the spread last six, 3-5 straight up and against the spread since that 7-0 straight up 6-1 ATS start to the season. 
And I think while a lot of people might initially think off or defense, it's the offense that has let the Arizona Cardinals down, averaging just 17 points per game despite putting up. How about this? And this is the interesting thing about the Cardinals. 17 points per game during this three-game losing streak despite averaging 5.8 yards per play and 407.7 yards per game. Those two marks, yards per play and yards per uh, game, over the last three games is a top 10 mark across the board in the NFL over the last three weeks, but it has been mistakes. It has been in the, the inability to capitalize in certain situations, and that guy right there, Kyler Murray, and this is the worry here for the Arizona Cardinals because it coincides with an injury, he has not been playing well. Last three weeks for, Arizona, or for uh, Kyler Murray, 61.6% completion, 295 yards per game, just 6.6 yards per attempt, two touchdowns to six turnover-worthy plays, four fumbles as well, all of them recovered, so a little bit of luck there with Arizona. But Cardinals got to be better on the offensive end, and they've been much better on the road than they have been at home, but it is interesting to see here the market. This look-ahead was two and a half in favor of the Cowboys. And you and I talked about this yesterday on the opening lines. I was like, ah, you know, maybe it gets a three and a half. You probably add the hook onto that number uh, for Dallas because field goal is pretty solid against a relatively good Cardinals team. Nope. We're up to five and a half now for the Dallas Cowboys who clinched the NFC East yesterday after the Raiders beat the Broncos. Yes, that's exactly how it happened. They didn't have to do anything against Washington. But regardless, just on the surface, seems like this is a pretty big swing for the Cowboys and just a power rating perspective from the Cardinals. We'll see if that's going to be the case and the market starts to come back. But we got plenty left to get to here throughout the week. There's a lot of interesting games this week, including the Rams taking on the Ravens, what the Ravens quarterback situation is like. And I will just say this, I'm in. Davis Mills has got me, man. And I think the Houston Texans are going to be pretty live this weekend against the San Francisco 49ers. But we'll save that analysis for tomorrow. With that, we are all done. My guys in the desert coming up next. Beeson.com is the spot. And we will be back tomorrow at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on VCND Sports Betting Network. Good luck. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's like very of all slow. The, of all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. <laughs> Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348 With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. 
Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.